Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Your Mom's Butt. Ha! Just joking. This is Set the Record Straight, episode three. One of your hosts, Andrew Beller, joined alongside, as always, the bearded wonder. Chris Donahue. I don't know why we gave each other or said our last names. That doesn't really know. matter. Yeah, now I you guess. can find me. Yeah, now you can find us on all kinds of social media. Search us, host us. I don't know what that means, but you could just stalk us and tell <laughs> us that you hate us. It's okay. We're hated by most. I am. Chris is actually a nice guy. I'm not. Yeah. I'm known for giving my opinion and people not liking me. Well, we're just going to jump right into some shit. And by shit, I mean the faceless. I we're, didn't mind it. Oh. Well... <laughs> Okay, so <sighs> the Faceless put out a new record, okay, and the Faceless has been a band that I've been listening to since probably like my sophomore, maybe junior year of high school, maybe even a little before that. When it was like right when Planetary Duality came out, which I think was what two thousand nine, uh, two thousand eight, two thousand eight. Yeah. So yeah, I was a sophomore, you were a junior in high school, and they were just this juggernaut of space death metal. Yeah, you I know. remember. I think I got that album for Christmas or something like that. I had yeah. never heard the heard them before. I just liked their logo. Yeah, and I always remember just loving that record and thinking they were so sick. And then I remember Big Chocolate was doing a vocal cover. Yeah, yeah. for one of the songs from Akeldema, and I didn't know they had anything prior to you know before Planetary Duality. Yeah, and then so after seeing him cover that song, I was like, oh wow, that song is really sick. I can't remember what it's called right now. Uh, I can't remember. It was the one with the weird melodic vocals. Yeah, our old friend Tyler Hine, he actually covered it on guitar, and it was really sick. I think it's All Dark Graves. No, it's Pestilence. Pestilence, yeah. Yeah, Pestilence. Pestilence. So Big Chocolate did a cover of that. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, that says it's by the face, so I'm going to go back and listen to the other CD, which ended up being one of my favorite records ever. Akaldema is a masterpiece. It's heavy. It's technical. Uh, what was his name? Demon Carcass? Yeah, yeah. His vocals are so sick. Like, he's just... It's, everything about it is so heavy. It's brutal. It's great. Plants for Duality, same thing. They just expanded, and they added more of a space theme, which is cool. Yeah, I think Planetary Duality is probably one of my favorite death metal albums of all time. Yeah, it's... it's it's up there. It's really, really Fucking good. Bass solo at the <laughs> very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> the Ancient Covenant. Dude. So good. Sons of Belial. Yeah. Oh, everything... And they played that shit on the uh, Summer Slaughter Tour, and I was really happy about that. Yeah. And then the the two songs, Planetary Duality 1, Hideous Revelation, and Planetary Duality 2, uh, A Prophecy's Fruition, terrifying. Oh, yeah. If you listen to them either early in the morning when the sun's not out or late at night when the sun's down, it's fucking scary. Like, he's, like, you know, talking about how he's been, he's he found aliens and shit like that. It literally scares me sometimes because it'll come on shuffle if i play like my songs on spotify on shuffle and planetary duality one hideous revelation will come on and i'm just like i get chills and i'm like driving <laughs> to work in the morning it's like four in the morning i'm looking around i'm like am i about to get abducted that's what it feels like and then so fast forward four years later they demon carcass has left the band they get a new vocalist he's yeah. not bad no he was good uh jeff i think yeah he was great so they put out a record autotheism yeah it's a little different weird it's out there but it's still sick i really i really liked that record when it first came out but it hasn't stuck with me as much as planetary duality i don't come back to it you're absolutely right i completely agree except for three uh, four i'm an idiot five songs 10 billion years the idoline reality and all three autotheistic movements yeah auto autotheist auto, whatever autotheist movement. Auto the, yeah i always want to say autotheistic i don't know why but then 
they kind of just died. You know, the faceless. They just yeah. kind of disappeared for a while. Well, I mean, before that, there was a four-year gap in between planetary yeah. duality and autotheism. Yeah, a bunch of different rumors, you know, and especially as of late of Michael Keane being a drug addict, all these things, mm-hmm. bailing on shows, supposed to go to well, Australia and New Zealand with the Black Dahlia, but they never showed. Yeah. You know, good stuff. So then finally, you texted me. They were like, you were like, hey, so The Faceless has a new song. This was like a few months ago, I think. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. So we listened to it. I think that was Black Star. Yeah, that was Black Star. And I was like, okay, this is actually kind of sick because it's like, it's death metal. There's some black metal parts. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like gothic sounding with some like electronic stuff. And then fast forward, we get In Becoming a Ghost, the full record. Yeah. And I fucking hate it. I I really liked like the uh, first three quarters of it almost, but it kind of fizzles out toward the end, I feel like. I don't know. Like, Shake the Disease was kind of neat. Okay. So, there are a lot of great ideas on this record, but it's all overshadowed for me by Michael Keane and his dumbass fucking vocals. I can't stand when it just does that. I was listening to it earlier. I think it's either... I think it's Digging the Grave, where it's like, it's really heavy. There's a sick, like... And then it just stops. Oh, you start singing, and I'm like, "Oh man, this doesn't fit for me." It's just, yeah, it hurts. Like I was like, "This song would be so good if you didn't do that." Yeah. And there's multiple other songs where it's the same thing, and I'm like, "Why? Why? Why did they do, decide to add that?" Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think sometimes it doesn't fit. I can't. I think it might be that song I was talking about, "Shake the Disease," where it's. It almost sounds like happy black metal, yes. if I'm thinking of the right song. <laughs> That's kind of weird. It's almost like hard rock. There's like yeah. a hard rock solo in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that song really fits, but the song before it, let's see if I can pronounce this, Cup of Mephistopheles. Yeah. Mephistopheles. I really liked that song. Yeah. The song was dark as hell, and... Ken's vocals on this thing are awesome. I kind of wish Michael would have let him uh, do vocals a little more on it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's half and half. Mm-hmm. So I'm not quite sure what Ken does like on stage when Michael has a spotlight. But <laughs> like, his vocals are awesome. I forgot how good he was. I haven't listened to Abigail Williams in a long time, which is where he's from. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Ken Sorceron. He's Abigail Williams' founding member. Fuck! I I even re- I didn't even realize that. I yeah. did not look into you know who this vocalist was, but there's like I said, for me there's a lot of really great ideas mm-hmm. going on on the record. I like the the you know blackened death metally feel to it. I honestly kind of also like a lot of the electronic stuff too. Yeah, they make it fit. But again, it's just oh for me it's just all overshadowed yeah. by Michael Keane and his his vocals and like. The whole feel of the record, like the first song and becoming a ghost, it's so cheesy. Yeah, it's a little cheesy. That, like the whole like talking thing, <laughs> and then they do it again on the uh, reprisal yeah. of it. I mean, I don't know. Black, Black Star really grew on me actually, because I didn't like it when it first came out, and I don't know if he changed the production in between when he released it yeah. and when it came out, but it sounds a lot better on the actual album. Okay, but it's still. 
the album sounds very robotic. Yes. The drums. So I don't know if these are real drums because he's written it over the last, what, two or three years? Yeah. I don't know if these are real drums or super heavily processed. I don't know who drummed on the thing. That's kind of bugging me. I don't know who actually played on it. Right. So I'm pretty sure Keen played guitar and bass because they haven't had a bass player in years. Right. I know when we saw him, I think, wasn't it just two live guitars? Yeah. It's just uh, Justin and Keen, and Justin's been in the band for a couple years. Right. I mean... It, so It's the Michael Keen project. It, it really yeah. honestly is now, and that's sad, but... I mean, I guess you have to just kind of be like, well, they progressed as musicians, you yeah. know, as, as everyone says. Because like, I wouldn't want them to write Planetary Duality 2. Yeah. Or Akeldama 2, you know? Like, they've changed their style literally with every record. And, I mean, I could always just go back and listen to the first three. Because I, I like Auto Theater. Yeah. I think it's a good record. I mean, it's not as good as the other two. But for me, it's like they get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. This one had a lot of great, you know, things, stuff like that. I listened to it, I think, two or three times all the way through probably never gonna listen to it again maybe mm-hmm. if it comes on on shuffle i'll be like oh, okay sure why not but i'm never actually gonna sit there and choose that over anything else in their catalog yeah what's funny is one of the best songs on it the uh, spiraling void came out two 2015. years ago yeah yeah and i think that one actually still has demon carcass on vocals Really? Because he came back for like that one song, and then I think he left again. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, he did come back. They're like, guess who's back? Yeah, they like, and <laughs> never mind. He made this huge like thing about it, yeah. and everyone was so excited. Did he? I think he played like a few shows too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was a. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I've seen the faceless now like two or three times because mm-hmm. we saw him this summer at Summer Slaughter. Yeah, we saw him with Suffocation, and that was the. Uh, I think it was not original lineup, but it was like planetary duality lineup. Mm-hmm. They they had a bass player that time. Yeah. And then when we saw him at summer, I think we saw him at summer slaughter also in what 2012. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah. because it was Demon Carcass had already left near that new guy. Yeah. It was actually he was he was pretty good. He, he was, was good. Yeah, that was uh. That was that other guy, Jeff? Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Fico. And I remember, because that was the show where he was like, all right, everybody, I want you to do a wall of life. Yeah, yeah. We're all like, this guy's funny. (laughs) And if I get, they had, you know, Evan Brewer on bass. Yeah, and he was great. they they still had Lyle on drums. Yeah. He was fucking awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. That lineup was uh, really good. And Wes Hotch, yeah. however you pronounce it, that lineup was guitarist, yeah. perfect. Like, if they still had that lineup, the Faceless would still be a powerhouse in metal. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they you know sizzled out with band members leaving yeah. and all the, the rumors about Michael Keane being on, like, heroin and stuff, which isn't one of the songs. You said Digging the Grave. You, you felt like it was kind of about that? Yeah, I think so. That and, like, Cup of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think that song was kind of about that, too. Yeah. I'm not reading too much into it. But. Right. I mean, just, I, I, you write about what you know and what you're yeah. going through, so I don't know. That also kind of leads me to believe that he's just writing all the lyrics, too, which kind of sucks. I think he's written all the lyrics. Really? For pretty much every record, yeah. Well, because I remember him saying that he was so happy to finally have help for the lyrics for autotheism, because <laughs> before that, I guess he would write most of the lyrics himself. Okay. He's a good lyricist. Yeah, especially if it really was him doing everything. Mm-hmm. Planetary Duality had some pretty good lyrics. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's all I really have to say about it. Do you have anything else? 
not really. I don't see myself coming back to it a bunch. I really liked Black Star. It's really grown on me. I don't know why. Yeah. I like that. I felt like he interplayed his singing a lot better with Ken on that song. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just him taking over like a minute of the song doing weird happy black metal. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I like that song a lot. What what's the so- uh, is it Digging the Grave or Black Star that has the uh the saxophone solo? Oh, it's the flute solo. Flute, yeah. Yeah, it's Digging the Grave. Okay, that's honestly a pretty sick part. Yeah. Like I remember when you texted me saying they put out a new song, you were like, "Hey, there's a like a you know whatever yeah. solo, flute solo," and I was like, "What the fuck? How? Why? How is this gonna work?" And then I remember listening to the song. I'm like, "Okay, this is actually kind of yeah. cool." <laughs> like I was not expecting yeah, it. I, during that part, what the guitars and drums are doing is actually really tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. There's a lot of really. <laughs> I like how I was like, "Yeah, I'm done talking about it." Yeah. But there's a lot of really good riffs, like. A lot of really heavy, like yeah. really sick technical riffs and everything like that. And I was like, I want more of this. Yeah. Less of the like goth, like operatic yeah. stuff, more just brutal death metal, please. Yeah. I, I really liked that electronic part though, and that one song again, that cup of something. Yeah. <laughs> but that electronic part right before the black metal, where they're doing blast beats and then it's like weird distorted electronic mm-hmm. and then it cuts right back into the double bass. Yeah. That had my head bobbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of head bobbing, guess what came out today? Yeah. Gasp. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember the rest of the line, but harm's way. Way. Harm's way. Yeah, that's right. They put out the song post. Or I'm sorry. <clears throat> they announced their new album, Post Human, and they put out a song. They debuted a song, Human Carrying Capacity. When I read that, it, made, it reminded me of CKY. Yeah. Don't they have a song kind of, or... Sounds kind of like a human something a CKY song would be. Yeah, so, I don't know, man. But, um... In Human Creations? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, for some reason, like, it made me think of that, and I was like, this is CKY? And then, like, before I listened to it, I saw the artwork, and I was like, what? I really like the artwork, I do, actually. too. It's weird looking. Yeah, I wasn't expecting Harm's Way to do something like this, because it it's so colorful. It looks like an electronic album or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I really like it. Or, like, honestly, like, it also looks like something that, like, a, like a, a new, like, pop-punk band yeah. would put out. I want to pre-order it just for that shirt. Yeah. Because the shirt's badass. You said that the album's called Post-Human. Mm-hmm has an album artwork on the front and then it just says post-human in bold letters on the back on yeah. the upper part oh my god it's so badass it's not very often i see merch nowadays where i really want it yeah i really want that shirt yeah so they debuted <laughs> that song yeah. human carrying capacity and i have a you know the, the, the track listing right now and we're gonna name that off so uh, it's 10 songs and it starts with human carrying capacity then it's last man sync Temptation, Become a Machine, Call My Name, Unreality, Dissect Me, The Gift, Dead Space. Now, I wonder which one of these is the Straight Edge song. Because (laughs) last record, they still... I know they haven't really been much of a Straight Edge band, even though every member of the band still is Straight Edge. I looked into it. (laughs) Uh, Get your facts straight. Yeah, even though I'm not Straight Edge anymore, I still like the fact that they're all still Straight Edge. Because remember, they used to be, like, militant. Oh, yeah. They were fucking black X's on his hands. They have that one shirt with him in the ski mask with the black X's. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they used to be a straight edge band and then obviously with popularity 
kind of like other bands like Stick to Your Guns, they're all still straight edge and they still sing about straight edge, but they don't. They're not a yeah, straight they're not edge in band. your face. They're not, they're not edge. yeah, they're not going to label themselves because yeah. obviously, if you do that, you kind of miss a, a general audience, you know. Yeah. And so I wonder which one of these is the straight edge song if they still have it. What were the song titles again? Human carrying capacity, last man, sink, temptation, become a machine, call my name, unreality, dissect me, the gift, and dead space. Maybe temptation. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or like. I want to do some drugs, but I'm not going to. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh I mean, man, he is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So. <laughs> James Pliggy. Yeah. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I always, I think it's funny because he's like a giant person, and all of his lyrics are always like hyper depressed. I want to kill myself lyrics, which I like, but I think it's a funny dichotomy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and apparently, it's not tough guy lyrics. Yeah, and he's like super nice. Yeah, and stuff like that too. Like I remember, uh, were you? I think you were there. It was that. It was it was at a smaller venue in Chicago. And like they played, and he was just outside, like talking to everybody after they played. I think it was yeah. like it was really. That may have been when we saw Twitching Tongues and Code Orange, and Harm's Way wasn't supposed to play, but because it's a Chicago, yeah, game, they yeah. just played it anyway. That was a great show. Yeah, I, and James was just outside hanging out, just talking to everybody. You know, it's not like he's got that tough guy mentality to like you were saying. You know, yeah, and he wasn't like in the back, like hiding away from everybody, which I think is great. You know, like your your band is nothing without fans. That's why I don't understand why people get this rock star mentality. Yeah, <laughs> Code Orange, <laughs> but um. <laughs> So yeah, this is Harm's Way's fourth full-length album, and it will be out February 9th through Metal Blade Records, which is so cool. That is awesome. It is so cool. I, I love that they're on Metal Blade. I hope they actually like tour on it, because I feel like they're in a similar situation to like Twitching Tongues, to where they were big, and then Twitching Tongues put out their album, and I feel like they kind of just disappeared after that. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that Harm's Way uses the whole Metal Blade thing to really boost themselves up. I, I start touring. Agree. Yeah. And make some fucking money. Yeah. Yeah, I um I don't know what happened with Twitching Tongues because you know they're like back now and full yeah. force and stuff like that and they've got a new record coming out through Metal Blade as well. Yeah. But um yeah, Twitching Tongues like you said, they just kind of sizzled out. Like yeah. I know their the record uh wasn't really taken Lightly, or not lightly, that's not what I'm trying to say. Like, no one really liked it. Yeah. You know, like, in comparison. That was okay. I, th- I still I, yeah. I like it a lot. I still go back and listen to it. I think the, it's produced weird. It doesn't, yeah. it sounds, I mean, it sounds completely different than the other two, which I'm f- totally fine with. Like I said, like we were talking about earlier with Faceless Progression and stuff like that. But, in the, I don't know, there's no, like, songs that really stick on that record. And I think that was a lot of problem with people. And also, too, his vocals were really different. Yeah, like, he wasn't trying bit. to be a little more... He was, like, trying to mix, like, harsh and yeah. clean. It was kind of, like... I don't know. It was weird. More forceful. Yeah. But I hope that doesn't happen with Harm's Way in this record. I hope people like this record. Yeah. And they blow up even more. Because... I, I really liked this new song. Yeah. I listened to it, like, two or three times in a row. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it ends and you're like, Fuck. I want more. I want more of that shit. And yeah. you just press play again. I completely it's agree. The pretty simple rhythm, and they they mix it up a little bit to just enough to where it doesn't get boring or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah. Um. And he's still sticking to his. I think it's like he's really the only one I can think of that does it. Those lyrics where it's just like a word at a time. Yeah, with the music. Yeah, that words that are kind of similar to each other in meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I know. He. I've. I've been actually. 
ever since they said that they were going to be putting out something today, I've been going back on their catalog, listening to some of their older stuff, and it seems to me that his, you know, like vocal patterns have been like that their whole entire career. Yeah. Which also, it's really funny to think that they've been around for a long time. Yeah, what like over ten years or something. Yeah, like that? and like. And because I was thinking about this earlier before we recorded, I was like, man, there's going to be people who think this is a new band. No, no. They're going to see this on Metal Blade and be like, oh, this new band harms way. And it's yeah. like, dude, no, they've been around since like, two. I think they started in 2003. Yeah. But it was something different. It wasn't, you know, like what it is now. I think it was more like power violence-y. No, it was, it was definitely more power violence-y. Yeah. It doesn't even resemble what they are now. Right. And every record leading up to isolation has been completely different yeah different style and stuff like that they've changed their tunings and everything like that but the vocal patterns and what he sings about have all basically been the same and i like that it's consistency he knows what he's doing he's honestly a master of his craft now like james is very good at getting in there fitting perfectly well with Bo, the guitar player the way he writes his guitar parts like i i love the dynamic behind harm's way and their songs and stuff like that like everything is so sick and speaking of Bo, he actually said something about you know the new record he oh, says yeah. to harm's way fan i would describe post-human as a blend of isolation and rust but it's sonically way more insane to anyone else i would simply say it's full-on heavy and full-on aggression i totally understand that just yeah. from this first song i really liked the production of it too because it was super clean and heavy but it it wasn't over, it, it didn't feel overproduced. Yeah. But you can hear everything super clear. Mm -hmm. It was a really good middle ground. Do you know who did it? Uh, probably Kurt Ballou. No, it was Will no? Putney. Well, oh, really? It's it's Will Putney, the He's man. He's a great fucking producer. He's blowing up this year. Fucking Knocked loose every time I die. Every fit for an autopsy. Fit for an autopsy, well, yeah. Well, he's in fit for an autopsy. Yeah, but, I mean, he's still... <laughs> yeah, so I guess that... I was going to say, he still does. Doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. he still does it. <laughs> yeah. Who, who else did he do? The Art is Murder? <sighs> Probably. It, his production always sounds Didn't he so also good. do Grave Bloom? Yeah. So, I mean, his all shit. the best records of this yeah. year... He's, he's really good at getting a natural sound that's not... It, yeah. it doesn't sound messy, and it doesn't sound overproduced. It sounds like you're at the show. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, something that I really liked about this song, too, was... it's They kind of have been steering away from the hardcore, yeah. and it's more metal. You know, Harm's Way is now officially, in my opinion, more just a metal band than yeah, a hardcore band. Which and I don't mind. Me neither. This song, yeah. this song is awesome. And it does kind of, if you listen to it, it goes kind of like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of structure to yeah. it. It's you, and they even talk about that. Actually, uh, their drummer Chris Mills said that they had a lot of time with you know writing this record. Yeah. And they spent a lot of time you know making sure everything was how they wanted it and they did pre-production and demos and everything yeah. like that and he says use those metal blade resources <laughs> yeah, right. and he says that uh and, you know it shows it with the end product and that just makes me even more excited now yeah like, i i knew that they were working on stuff you know because i follow Bo on a bunch of different social media and he used to post mm -hmm. little like demos and like riffs and i'm like oh that sounds so sick and uh i'm I, he probably posted human carrying capacity a long time ago when he was like working on it and stuff like that and i was like wow these riffs sound awesome i cannot wait and then now they put out the song and i'm like fuck because just like you i listened to it i don't even know how many times in a row i just it would play i restart it play and yeah. restart it <laughs> i'm just like this is sick i'm so happy right now so i'm i cannot wait for february 9th yeah i'm, I'm definitely pre-ordering it i i want that shit mm-hmm <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just I don't know I'm hype on this and I'm not usually super hype on albums yeah because they always disappoint me mm-hmm. I understand I mean that's that's kind of how I've been lately too yeah. and um, another thing that I'm really excited for is Twitching Tongues you know yeah I want to hear what they're working on yeah they just right before they went on this huge tour they're on you know with Hatebreed Code Orange Dying Fetus congratulations Twitching Tongues for getting on that tour like that is huge to yeah, be yeah. doing the 15 year anniversary for Perseverance plus the 20 year anniversary of Death is Death is a Satisfaction of Desire plus you got Code Orange on that tour who mm-hmm. are huge so they're going to draw in a lot of people oh yeah I'm surprised we haven't seen a lot of sold outs yet yeah I don't I mean I don't know there may have been some sold out shows but I haven't seen anybody posting about it but I mean that that's going to draw in a lot of people and that's exactly what Twitching Tongues needs right now because yeah. they were gone for so long so to have them come back you know and to come back to this mm-hmm. it's like great now where's your new stuff you know, it's been since 2015 as well. Because yeah. Twitching Tongues put out a record that year just like Harm's Way did. And Harm's Way is nice enough for a little Christmas present to show yeah. us what they've been working on. So. Yeah, Wednesday. It's kind of a strange day for shit to come out. Yeah, we, we were texting yeah. back and forth and you were like, it's weird that it's coming out on a Wednesday. I'm really glad they did that, deal, though. Because I hate when bands are like, in two weeks, yeah. we're going to release a new song. And then they release a new song and they're like, next week pre-order packages on sale it's like just put the fucking thing up i don't want to wait a week to pre-order something Mm -hmm. just surprise me and Mm -hmm. be like oh shit i gotta get that right and i i feel like that makes it a lot more fun because then you're like blindsided and you're like oh shit take my money yeah take my money and then you spend it you're like wait a minute (laughs) yeah you don't have that time to think on it (laughs) yeah i like that but um yeah like so right before twitching tongues left for this tour they had they like did like an instagram live thingy of them like like just practicing and they were totally playing a new song oh yeah oh man it sounds so heavy and i was like oh fuck dude and i'm so <laughs> bummed because they were just here it was like two days ago yeah that tour just came through chicago yeah i, I forgot like, about it until I, I think i saw it on twitter i was like oh yeah exactly shit. that happened to me too yeah. and i was like well whatever that would have been a tour i actually would have loved to have gone to <laughs> but um yeah i'm bad with remembering shows well, it's because we we have jobs. Well, yeah. I have a job. And you go to school and stuff like that. You know, it's hard to just have time to just go off to the city and see that and stuff like that. That's why I like our little local big shots now. Yeah, they well, they just shut there. down. Oh, that's they had why. their last show last week or the week before. Oh, I don't know why they shut down. It's disappointing. I thought they were on the up and up. Apparently, they are on the down, downy, down. That's <laughs> 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 very disappointing because I saw a fucking carcass there at our little hillbilly joint yeah. in South Haven, Indiana. It's so funny. No, it's Valparaiso. <laughs> Valparaiso. <laughs> so dumb. But good job, Harm's Way, for getting us both excited. Yeah. Can't wait to see, you know, can't wait to hear, I should say, more. I honestly thought it was going to be a music video. Yeah. Is, is it just like a lyric video on the YouTube? I didn't watch the YouTube video. I don't know. I just saw that it was on YouTube, mm-hmm. so I opened it on Spotify just because I think it usually has better sound quality. Yeah. Okay. I put my nice headphones on because I wanted to hear it for, like, I wanted to hear it in good quality the first time I heard it. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I listened to it in the car a few times. Um, <gasps> oh, God, excuse me. I have a little Bluetooth speaker, and I was cooking some food earlier, and I was listening to it then. Um yeah i i'm ready i want this record i also want the new twitching tongues i want them to go on tour again because when rust came out they both toured on rust so i would love it if they both toured for their new records together because i love both these bands awesome (laughs) yeah um so up next 
I wanted to talk to you, Chris, about New Census Fail. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it a lot. I really like the song Double Cross. That I only listened out. to it once or twice, I think. So I can't quite remember what it was, but it's a lot happier sounding. It's very than, poppy. Yeah. Completely different than the last, like, three records. Yeah. And I was like, what? This sounds <laughs> a lot like his other new band, Buddy's new band. Yeah. And that's why I was so confused, because seriously, if I was, like, to someone who didn't know, like, Census Fail... I wouldn't have them listen to that song and then have them listen to his new band and I guarantee they'd be like, oh, that's one band. Yeah. But no, it's two separate bands, which is cool. It's fine. I like that other new band, which I can't remember the name. Do you? Um, Speak the Truth Even If Your Voice Shakes. Yeah. A really long name. Really, That sounds like a CD title. Yeah. But that band was pretty cool. I mean, it took a while for me to get into it, but I did. But this new Sets of Fail song, I listened to it and I fell in love instantly. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, Census Fail is that, you know, not like happy-go-lucky sound yeah. that this song is, but it is a lot of clean singing and a little bit of harsh vocals. That's like, I like some of the stuff on Pull the Thorns from Your Heart. I didn't really listen to uh, Renasser, or however you pronounce it. Yeah, Ren- Ren- Renasser yeah. or something. And this doesn't sound stupid of me, but I don't like the drastic change. Yeah. Should, those, should have, those records should have been under a different name. You know what I mean? Because Census Fail, to me is their older stuff yeah I, f- I feel like those two records was like stuff buddy was trying to purge out like i need to do this shit yeah and then he got it out and he's like okay i'm good now and then they kind of switched back to their older sound yeah because he, he basically is census fail mm-hmm. i think he's the only he's the only original member even in the band okay but actually on their new album they had their uh their founding drummer he played on it yeah yeah um can't remember his name. God, I have no idea. Yeah, but I thought that was pretty neat. I don't yeah. know why their new drummer didn't play on it. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. I don't know, but I really dig it. Like I said, it um, <laughs> it is very poppy, and it's happy. Yeah. And I think he's happy. Oh, yeah, I think he's a lot happier. Yeah, I follow him on Instagram now, and he just had a new baby, and a newborn, and yeah. he's posting a lot of really nice things. You know, he's got, like, a dog, his girlfriend, stuff like that. Didn't he have, like, a, a troubled past recently where he was, like, into prostitution or something well, like that? Something, it, I think that was a while ago. That was, that was like, probably 2006 or something like that. Yeah. Right, he would just disappear throughout the night, I guess, when yeah. they were on tour. And it's because he was uh, buying transsexual prostitutes or something like that oh man <laughs> i don't know he, he went into detail about it in some interview he did well but hey. he, he also was talking about how he drank every single day for nine years yeah in some some form whether or not it was getting drunk or having a drink yeah so i know he recently got he got sober i think for pull the thorns from your heart so maybe it was so heavy just because he was exercising all that stuff yeah he's going through something yeah so now he's kind of more balanced now mm-hmm. yeah because the lyrics were actually really positive on that album but it was also really heavy yeah i i went back actually after listening to double cross the new song and i went back and listened to uh pull the thorns from your heart and i really like that song carry the weight no oh, that song's really good yeah. i really like that song it's like it makes you bob your head uh-huh I, it's exactly what i love about it and Whoa, my bad. Did not mean to play it. Demonetize. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really digging New Census Fail. It makes me excited for the record. I haven't seen anything. Like, they haven't, I don't know if they've announced anything. No, yeah, but... they did. Oh, did they? It's, um, 
I only know about this song because of you. You text me, you're like, New Zealand's fail, bro. Yeah, it's coming out. Because I know they've been writing it for a while. Yeah, I Buddy, found it. Buddy's been talking about it. If there is light, it will find you. Yeah. That's positive. Pretty cool. <laughs> New what? CD, LP, digital, out February 16th. Yeah. So. I like their little Skull Dude logo they've got going on. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay, wow. I don't know how I missed all of this stuff. Wow. But I'm really excited. I didn't know that there was an actual record coming out. Yeah. When, when does it say it's coming out? The 16th of February. So oh, shit. Cool. In like a two-week span, we're going to have both oh, Arms Way yeah. and Census Fail. So I'm going to probably be rocking both of those. <laughs> Dichotomy right there. Yeah, seriously. Best angry. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> angry. Happy. Mm-hmm. Happy. Happy. Well, honestly, I think that might be the end of this episode because I really don't have too much more to say. I didn't no. really look up a lot of stuff on news and stuff like that. I just really wanted to talk to you about those new releases that came out during the week between episodes two and three. Yeah. Pretty good week. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, Faceless was just meh, but I mean, it's not the yeah. worst. Uh, really I feel liked... like it wasn't worth the five-year wait. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. But New yeah. Sense Fails good. Yeah. Mom's Way is great. Now, just like I said, waiting on that new Twitching Tongues. Um, maybe we'll get that Friday. Ooh, <laughs> Wednesday, one, two, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, seriously, Metal Blade, come on. Yeah, what are you doing? I, I feel like we're gonna get an epic Twitching Tongues music video because of that fucking cloak he's been wearing lately. What, oh, what's going on man. with this? I don't know. He's um, he's playing this shit up. Yeah. Well, he's a big fan of uh, theatrics. Yeah. I knew that from listening to his when he was on the uh, Edgeland, that old, uh, that, I don't know if it's old, the Straight Edge podcast, he talked about how he was in theater and stuff like that, and he always loved singing and, you know, acting and stuff, so, you know, I think it's just a part of the stage theatrics, but, yeah, I mean, what yeah, is that? I, I don't mean, know. <laughs> it looks like a mix, you know, it looks like some of the stuff that they were doing from uh, Disharmony, yeah. you know, some of those music videos where they had, like, that demon character on it and stuff like that, so... I don't know. Sate. Yeah. On that note. All right. We'll talk to you next week. See you later.